You are listening to the Courtship Code Podcast, where we use a combination of psychology, spirituality, and matchmaking industry techniques to help you elevate in your relationships from inside out. And I'm your host, Zara J, founder of BlackMuslimSingleSociety.com, The Match Society, and CaptivatingCourtship.com. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of The Courtship Code. And this week we're going to be talking about falling into five new courtship habits. Guys, if you hear some noise in the background, I apologize right now. There's a loud helicopter or plane or something that keeps circling over top of my house. I'm not really sure why, but I'm in Florida and <laughs> my city is definitely a military city and there's always planes. If you've ever seen that Cat Williams stand up on Netflix where he films it in Jacksonville and he talks about the planes flying. Yeah, that's super raw. Okay. That's extremely raw. So <laughs> this week's episode, we're going to be talking about five habits to form Um, this fall when it comes to courtship. And these are just going to be five new relationship habits for you to develop. So I hope you guys had an amazing weekend. I know I had a really good weekend. Aside from a few hours that I had some company over and my coaching and match meetings this weekend, I spent time in total seclusion. I had the pleasure of having the house 100% to myself. Everyone was gone and I was able to really just lock in and do some mind mapping, just get a lot of things off of my mind and off of my heart into my journal and onto my whiteboard. Some real strategic planning and, and just visioning how I want the next six months to go. So that took a lot out of me and I had to just completely disconnect, like no email, social media. Uh, Now I did get on social media a little bit, but for the most part, I stayed away from social media, you know, disconnected from the phone for the most part, emails, um, just everything so that I wasn't distracted by too much communication and just really had to sit down and focus. So that was my weekend and it was good. It was very, super productive. I'm feeling amazing. I'm feeling empowered. I'm feeling focused and I'm really excited about that. So I hope you guys had a wonderful weekend as well and was able to, you know, just have some fun and get out and spend some time with people. And if not, and if you were locked up in your house like I was this past weekend, it was actually productive for you. Now, in this new season of the fall, the fall just started, I wanted to talk to you guys about falling into five new courtship habits. And I'm pretty sure you guys like that creativity and how I played on the words, right? Fall into new habits. So (laughs) with this season changing, this is a great opportunity for you to get the stress and the sweat of the summer off of you so you can turn a new leaf and start new new relationship habits. Now, just like any other good or bad habit that we develop over time, we also have relationship habits. And it's really important to keep that in mind that how you show up in relationships, whether it's a committed relationship or if it's courtship or dating or whatever terms you like to use, we still have habits especially if you've been out there seeking partners or you've been single or if you've been married and divorced, it doesn't really matter. How you relate to the opposite sex 
is habitual. And it's really important to keep in mind because if you understand that and that it's not haphazard and it's not uh, just coincidental, that these are actual patterns that you have, then you'll understand the importance of developing healthy relationship habits. So this week's episode is just going to be all about catering to new and healthy relationship habits that you can commit to before the year is out, even if you're not currently seeing anyone. Now, before we get into the five habits I'll be sharing today, I just want to talk to you about how habits are formed. So simply put, a habit forms when new and learned behaviors become automatic. Now, this could be attitudes, feelings, thinking, reactions, eating, mannerisms, talking, walking, just anything that you can think of, right? They're all habits and they all form once you develop these behaviors, whether they're learned behaviors or if they're just new behaviors, but just over time, they become automatic ways for you to do things. And this is also why they become so hard to break. Okay, these habits, they sink into your subconscious mind and they become automatic and it becomes a way for you to filter experiences, people, just everything. You're you're just filtering everything through the subconscious mind and it's forming habits for you. So a habit, therefore, has the positive value of providing a structure that enables us to cope with reality as it usually presents itself. On the other hand, it may have distinct disadvantages. The tendency to fall back on habitual ways of acting and reacting may blind us to the novel and unique, lull us into sameness, prevent us from adapting to change, and betray us into giving old solutions to new problems. Habits tend to operate on an unconscious, automatic level. We are usually unaware that we are acquiring them and equally unaware that we are using them. And that's from psychologydictionary.org. And I just thought that was a great way to explain what a habit is. Now, I'm asking, have you ever tried to break a habit, especially a bad habit, right? Have you ever tried to break a habit? Let's say, for example, social media. Um, Then if you've ever tried that, then imagine how difficult it is to break bad relationship habits. Okay, your brain is locked in and automatically drawn to people, experiences, and reactions without you even having to think twice about it. So just think about it. If you've ever tried to cut out your Facebook or your Instagram or whatever social media that you absolutely love, or even just being on the phone, then I'm sure that you know how difficult it is to break that habit. You find yourself just picking up your phone, scrolling your timeline, looking for notifications, just spending so much time just drawn to your phone without you even having to think twice about it. You're just automatically reaching for your phone and programmed to seek the attention on social media or to seek what's going on online and just you're just drawn to it you just can't stop right like I you know what happened the other day (laughs) my friend sent me a picture and I liked her picture and I accidentally double tapped it I'm like and I just kept double tapping it thinking that it was going to hit the the heart and I'm like why isn't this hitting the heart and then I'm like gosh I'm not on Instagram I'm in a text message like what's going on here 
that's how bad habits are so just keep that in mind okay so in order to break these habits you have to keep in mind that you really must work at it you have to work at it okay habits take work and consistency in order to break just like it took work and consistency in order to develop them so you need knowledge and you need a clear way out you oftentimes will need support and real accountability. And you literally have to reprogram how your brain filters and responds to experiences. Now, I'm sure that if you have tried to break a habit, whether it's dieting or fitness or social media, then you would know that it takes about 21, ha 21 days for a new habit to form. So it takes time, it takes consistency, and it takes definite consistency and motivation. And even if you don't have outside accountability, it definitely takes inside accountability. And the worst thing when you're trying to break your relationship habits is to have people around you who aren't going to really call you out on your ish when it comes to your relationship habits. And let's be honest, most of your friends and your family are not going to be the best people to help you break your relationship habits, right? And that's because just like you've gotten used to certain patterns, certain behaviors, your family, they get used to your behaviors as well. And your family also, they develop a relationship with those habits too. There's a sense of comfort when they get to know your relationship habits. They know what to expect from you. And so you have to keep that in mind when it comes to your relationship habits, if you're seriously ready for a change. Now, when I was putting the show together, I had a thought, and I'm sure that you can relate to this too. Everyone has a family member who you know is extremely selfish, immature, or they may even be the toxic person in the relationship, right? I mean, honestly, it might even be you. <laughs> you might be that toxic person, that very selfish or immature person when it comes to relationships. And even though you may give that family member advice or you may disapprove of certain things that they do, eventually you just start to see it as a part of who they are and you just laugh at their misbehavior or you might not think that they're so great at handling their relationships, but you kind of just shrug it off and just like, oh, well, like that's just who they are. And you become, you know, accustomed to expecting certain things in that relationship or from their relationships. Whenever they bring someone around, whenever they're in a relationship, you get really used to it and you start to predict and anticipate how they're going to behave. And you just look at it as a way of life. And this can possibly last for years. It can last for decades. And it could possibly just never change because like I said, oftentimes your family and your friends are actually enablers of your bad relationship habits. And this is why the closest people to you aren't always the best to help you make real changes that will last. Now with your habits, you know, I'm going to share with you relationship habits you can use even with non-romantic partners because relationships are relationships, right? It doesn't matter if it's a romantic relationship, a family relationship, a platonic relationship. It's all forms of relationships. So let's talk about the five 
new relationship habits for you to fall into this fall and also for you to develop during courtship. And again, you need to understand that consistency is what adapts new habits. You have to work at these. You're going to have to be intentional about these. And I also want you to keep in mind that courtship is a form of a relationship. For some reason, a lot of people don't like to acknowledge that. They're like, oh, it's not a relationship. It's just courting or it's just, it's a relationship. It's a form of a relationship that you are developing with that other person. So the first relationship habit that I want you to work on consistently adapting is the habit of affirmations. So I want you to get into the habit of affirming others daily. A lot of people have a hard time complimenting their partners or even just saying, I love you. So making speaking life into other people and speaking good over other people, just a normal part of your communication. You have no clue how many people that I've talked to and those who've been married for a while. When I ask them, do you affirm your partner? Do you compliment your partner? Do you say good things to your partner? And they're like, no, I know that I should probably do it more. I'm not very good at that. Or I try, but probably not as often as I should. So before you even get married, Get into the habit of affirming other people, of speaking good into and over other people in situations. Every single day, you should be affirming someone. I don't care if it's someone at work, your family members, your children, um, even if it's someone that you are courting, someone that you're seeing. Get into the habit of affirming people daily. Get into the habit of saying, I love you. So it's not this uncomfortable and awkward emotion. I know that a lot of people grew up in households where hearing those words wasn't a normal occurrence. I'm one of them. I was not raised in a household where we said, I love you on the regular basis. So even now when my parents say it, it feels really awkward. But I on the hand, on the other hand, say I love you every day in my house. I, ma- I make the intention to do that. And it's been a practice that I have developed for years. So it comes very natural to me. But even still, it's really awkward saying it to my parents or hearing it from my parents because it just wasn't something that was regularly said. So develop a healthy habit with affirming others so that it comes really natural in your relationships. The next habit that I want you to to develop and work consistently at is honoring what makes other people happy. I want you to really pay attention to how others' needs are met and making sure that other people's emotional needs are met. Now, that's not saying to sacrifice your own emotional needs, but just being more aware of what lights other people up, what makes other people feel happy, what makes other people feel desired, what makes them feel loved, so that you're not putting all the focus on only getting your needs met, but you're also becoming really intentionally aware of what makes other people happy around you and honoring their happiness, okay? Pay attention to other people's love languages and make sure that you are making the effort to honor and respect their love language just as you want yours honored and and respected as well. The third habit that I want you to fall into is to check your ego check your ego okay i want you to get into the habit of not taking things so personally 
right? Get into the habit of realizing that everything isn't about you and that people say and do things based upon their own needs and they too have relationship patterns, okay? Learn to really accept people for who they are. And I wanna add a special note. I know that we have male and female listeners on this podcast, but I also wanna make the note to women to make sure that you are doing this, that you're not taking every single thing that a man does personally, that you're not making all of his actions and all of his behaviors solely about you. It's really about him and whatever he has going on. And I want you to pull back and start looking at men more as human beings. Look at them more as human beings, please. And I say that because I have talked to so many unmarried women and It's almost as if society has conditioned women to not understand that men also have emotions. Men also struggle with vulnerability. Men also have insecurities and they can deal with low self-esteem, low self-worth. Men also can have a lack of confidence and they can also have trauma and issues that they're also struggling with that they may not know how to express or they may not feel safe to express because most of society and even in relationships a lot of times, they're expected to be super human. So just keep in mind that men are human beings. They do have emotions. They do have feelings. They're not these hard canvases that everyone expects them to be. They're actual human beings and they deserve to be respected and treated as such when it comes to their emotions. So just keep that in mind. So everything that he does is not going to be about you. It may not always be in spite or to hurt you. Sometimes it's also about him having to learn how to put his own needs first and that he has his own personal needs and desires and emotions that have to be addressed as well. Now the fourth habit that I want you to start to develop as you're falling into new habits this season is to turn off your phone. Turn off your phone. Okay just simply make time to be fully present. Now this is a bad habit of mine and I really am trying to work harder at it and although I keep my phone on do not disturb basically all day I rarely ever if I hear a ringtone go off of my phone I'm like shocked like why why is my phone ringing because I never I don't even have it on vibrate I literally keep my phone on do not disturb all day every single day and I've been able to break that habit a little bit, right, with the phone, but I haven't fully broken my phone habit yet. And I have to consciously force myself to either turn off my phone, you know, delete apps, leave my phone in another room, or when I'm not being as attentive as I know that I should be, really just placing my phone down and zeroing in on a conversation and making the effort to be fully present. Now, when I'm outside of the house, this usually isn't a problem, but when I am in the house, I have to be very, very intentional and very consciously aware of my phone habit and that I am not tuned into my phone when someone else is engaging with me or when I'm trying to make time for other people that I'm definitely putting my phone down and able to focus. So just getting into the habit of putting your phone down, turning it off or putting it on silent is a great habit for you to develop now because it can make a big difference in your relationship and it'll allow you to start to practice to be fully present when engaging with others. Okay, it's a habit that I just feel can be a major barrier in communication if you're not consciously aware of it. And I know what it's like to 
struggle with that in relationships. I didn't personally struggle with that in relationships, but I've been in, I've been on the receiving end of the other person struggling with their phone in a relationship and not being able to just put it down and feeling just completely distracted by it. So it is something that you can talk about in your relationship and you can iron out, but it can be a communication barrier. So get into the habit of distancing yourself from your phone, from apps, from all that nonstop communication, get into the habit of doing that now so that when you are in your next relationship, you are already in a state of understanding how to be fully present. And the last, the last step that I want you to develop, the last new habit that I want you to fall into is asserting conflict. I want you to get into the habit of asserting conflict. Now, I know some of you are listening to that and like, what? She wants me to get into the habit of asserting conflict. Yes, I absolutely do. And that's because being assertive is not being aggressive and that is a major misconception that so many people have where they feel like if they are speaking up for themselves or if they are even just expressing their needs or their feelings that it's being aggressive being aggressive is a tone being aggressive has a sense of violence about it but being assertive is taking the initiative and that's a good thing that's a good habit to develop and when you're assertive it's a sign of a good relationship it's actually considered good relationship communication and you have confidence around problem solving you have confidence around your ability to problem solve you have confidence around your partner's ability to problem solve so it doesn't matter if you are talking about family relationships work relationships any type of relationship Having the confidence to assert conflict is important because when you avoid conflict, it actually builds resentment. A lot of people think that if they don't say anything or they just let it go, that the problem's just going to go away or that avoiding conflict is the solution, but it actually builds resentment over time. It does not make it better. And we all know that when things build up, eventually it's going to pop. So no one is a mind reader, right? And problems can't get fixed if no one even knows that they exist, okay? So in order to get your problems met, you have to assert them. So get into the habit of communicating. Get into the habit of being vulnerable. Get into the habit of expressing yourself and asserting conflict. Sometimes you're gonna have to have uncomfortable conversations. Sometimes you may have to say things that may not be pleasurable to the other person, but you can also develop healthy communication skills and healthy problem solving skills that are gonna be beneficial to you in the long run. So focus on developing healthy, assertive communication when it comes to conflict. Now, that is all that I have for you today. So let's review those five tips one more time. Okay, so the first one is to affirm, get into the habits of affirming other people and speaking good over them. The next one is honor what makes others happy. Get into the habit of honoring what makes others happy. The third one is to check your ego and stop taking everything so personally. Okay, you want to remember that everything is not about you. Number four was to turn off your phone and practice being fully present. And number five was asserting conflict. Gain the confidence to speak up and to assert 
conflict. So of course, I can't leave you guys today without saying that if you're a smart female professional who knows that you struggle with breaking relationship habits or have gone through cycles of relationship anxiety, avoidance, unavailable or toxic partners, I want you to head over to captivatingcourtship.com and book a discovery call so you can get started with coaching. You're just going to go to the six weeks coaching tab on the website and book a discovery call. Now the next six weeks, I'm going to be your accountability partner and systematically teach you techniques and give you the mindset shift that you need to go from feeling not good enough to high value and attract your quality relationships, okay? I want you to go to the website, read the testimonials, watch the free masterclass, and book a discovery call so that you can get started with private one-on-one coaching. So again, the website is captivatingcourtship.com slash wounds to worth. That's wounds to T-O worth. Okay. Or you can just simply go to captivatingcourtship.com and just go to the tab. And next week, I'm going to be discussing with you the impact of toxic relationships on your long-term relationship success. And this is going to be specifically geared towards successful women who tend to attract toxic relationships or they tend to attract unavailable partners or successful women who seem to really struggle with their relationship cycles. I'm going to be speaking directly to you and why you tend to attract these types of relationships. So I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode of The Courtship Code and I will speak with you soon. If you've been listening to the Courtship Code podcast, opening emails, and following content online, then I know that you're the type of person who values quality relationships and is ready to break up with your bad relationship habits. I want you to go ahead to CaptivatingCourtship.com and book your free 20-minute consultation where we're going to discuss your current bad relationship habits and how working together in our signature Wounds to Worth six-week program is going to help you to heal your emotional wounds, increase attraction, and position yourself with a real strategy on how to start meeting quality partners and attracting quality relationships. So go ahead to CaptivatingCourtship.com and book your free 20-minute discovery call and let's start captivating courtship.